Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Zoe. And I'm with the boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite what I meant when we, I was... How do we do it? It's not quite what I meant when I said, do you know what we stopped doing? We stopped saying every week who we are and what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so... This is, uh, I'm Zoe and this is my pal Amy and you're listening to I'm With The Boy Band. Yeah, that we're I'm With The Boy Band. We're I'm With, I'm With, I don't know what we are. We're the ultimate boy band podcast. Yes, we're we are. We're the podcast that's creating the ultimate boy band chart. Yes. Right, that's that shit out of the way. What have we got to talk about? Well, we're not allowed to do any of the ultimate boy bands. We have to do all of the little boy bands, except that I am totally, totally going to start doing One Direction stuff soon. Yeah. It's going to be a chunk of research though. Yeah. We'll probably put it out around December. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fine, because we want to get One Direction back together for 2020. So that works out. Boy Bandipity will come through. If I could work out how to sit and with my laptop on the tube, I could do so much stuff on the tube on the way into work. But they have those sides on seats. It's really hard. I'd have to take a little portable table with me. Yeah, that's true. The tube's not great. A train would be fine. Yeah. But tubes aren't ideal for that. No. God. Fucking tubes. Sort it out, Sadiq. Yeah, if I could have a flip... I was going to say Boris. <laughs> yeah. He's someone else now. If I could have a flip down desk on the tube, that'd be great. Yeah. Because I have half an hour. At least half an hour. Or no job. That option B. Mm-hmm. No that, job. That would be good. No job. Just boy bands. That would be fucking heaven. Anyway. I mean, but no job would mean no adventures. That's right, we've spoken about this. We both have to work in order to be able to afford or to feed our addiction. <laughs> oh, it's nice to be able to look at you this week. It's uh, across the the duvet. Yeah, since we were on the phone last week. Yes. So, hi. Hi, Amy. How are you? We were on the phone last week because you weren't well. And this week, you're not well. Yes. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. Zoe's on death's door. I'm not. <laughs> on account they... of her age. <laughs> officially told me at the hospital that I'm in very good health. Yeah, that's true. They did and say that. And also was officially told several times. That you're not that old. I'm not old. Oh, yeah. sorry. Re- remove the word that, Amy. You're not old. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. That must make me, like, fetal. You're only four years younger than me, you cheeky mare. Um, it's four years and one week. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ronnie does that all the time because Ronnie's like three months and a week younger than me. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, I feel you, sister. So, are we going to do some shout outs for our lovely Patreon subscribers? Oh, yes. I've been very, supporters. very lax in doing this. Did I just pull that cable out? No, we're still plugged in. Um, very lax in doing this. And some of these I might have done already and just not ticked them off my list. So, uh, Patreon shout outs, which are long overdue. Go to the lovely Michelle Breen. Oh, I know her. Um, Angela. Oh, I really know her. Uh, Laurie. Yeah. Stephanie. Stephanie's an O-Town girl. Aww. Yeah, I actually know her through New Kids, so Stephanie. Christine and Ashley. Yeah, I know them. Pod- podcast besties. <laughs> uh, Jennifer M. and Heathrow Baker. Yes. Oh, oh yay. 
welcome yes thank you thank very you much for your support yes we really really appreciate it we were actually planning before we started recording what we could spend our money on oh yeah we have basically got some really good ideas oh i don't want to say anything <laughs> i want to tell you everything and also some bits we have to save until the day i said we've got to save yeah them. But it's going to be worth it. And I know we keep saying that the merch for the $10 and above subscribers is coming. And it is. It is coming. I'm watching the countdown from the people that are making it to tell me when it's ready. Good. And on its way. So it is coming. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you for your support. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you want to join in and become a friend of the podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, you can find us at Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash boyband. And join us on our social medias and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye. No? No. (laughs) Imagine if we just put out like a three-minute podcast. Everyone would be like, oh, what's wrong with them? Yeah, and then people people still subscribed and still like supported us on Patreon. I mean, that would be weak. (laughs) Yeah. There was a girl, I don't know if we can leave this in, but there was a girl in that Facebook group. I've not actually seen it. I don't know if I've muted that group. Or she's just stopped posting. I'm not on Facebook anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> For now. But... You keep joining in. You oh, randomly no. pop up in the Facebook group. That's because I've, I'm still on there on my sock account. <laughs> so that one consistently will be on there. And literally all I do on there is talk to family very, very occasionally. I might have to ban you because I normally on my Facebook groups have a rule that you can't be in my Facebook groups if you're quite obviously not a real person um, using your own name. I am a real person and it is kind of my name <laughs> that I'm using. Or Wongi. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, good. Well, thank you, Patreon people. You uh, are the best. Yeah, talking of making friends on social media. Who do we make friends <laughs> with this week? <laughs> Well, I he didn't followed, make friends with anyone. So we made he, friends with someone. So he, oh, <laughs> he followed us. I don't know how he oh, followed no, us. Oh, no, that's right. He did. So basically, we spoke last week about Boys Life and how they're going back on tour, which is Keith Duffy from Boys Zone and Brian McFadden from Westlife. And by the way, Zoe doesn't know the difference between Boys Zone and Westlife. <laughs> so I'm the one that has to keep reminding her who is who. <laughs> which, one, which one's he? <laughs> so that's anyway. So Brian McFadden from... Um, yeah. Well, formerly from Westlife, not anymore. They're in Manila at the moment doing their whatever they do. So Zoe decided she was going to reach out to the other one, Keith Duffy, and see if we he would like to come on the podcast, him and Brian, or just him, and talk about boys' life. Yeah. So what so happened him. when you sent him a message? He, he was online <laughs> <laughs> and replied in like... Three seconds. Oh my god, it was so funny. New friend of the podcast. I actually sent you a screenshot and went, oh fuck, he's online. <laughs> you did. Uh, I can't stop laughing. So we're hoping that he's going to make an appearance. Uh, but I think Boyzone are pretty busy at the moment. So yeah. he says he's not going to be in London for he a while. He wants to do it face to face is the is where the hiccup at the minute is. Because yeah. I said to him, we can do it by phone, it's fine. Yeah. And that way we all get to sit in our pyjamas. Yeah. Um, but he wants to do it face to face. I think you might have scared him when you said that bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does. So hopefully we'll um, be able to keep you up to date with that before Boys Life go on tour, which is when... Uh... Yeah, exactly. We don't know. We need him on here to promote. Right, and then when it will be it. ingrained in our brain. Yeah. Ingrained in the membrane. Just the same as the 9th of June is always going to be O-Town Day. Right. Like, I know that. That's in my head now. Ninth June for me, it's always day after mum's birthday. Oh, I love O-Town. I am such a townie. 
which means something else here as well. But I really am a townie. They ziplined into the show last week. I can't remember where it was. I but... saw the pictures of them playing in Vegas. No, um, oh, yeah, yeah Vegas. it was in Vegas. Yes. Yeah, it was Vegas. Yeah, they ziplined it, in. It was like 12,000 people or something ridiculous because it was yeah. a free show and they're out on the street. It yeah. looked nuts. They were. And they were like, oh, Backstreet never did this. And I was oh, actually, Eric, I think, said Backstreet, you know, friend of the podcast. And I was going to text him and say, actually... Eric Backstreet have done this but slightly differently so yeah it was great but um Jacob was scared of heights but I think they fucking loved it it looked great I want to go and see O-Town again well it's not gonna happen I keep looking at the dates (laughs) every time they talk about a new date I'm like oh is that a new one yeah or is that one of the ones we've already looked at and can't go to well I RSVP'd to a Jonas event in New York (laughs) in two weeks time that we're not gonna be there for but by, by accident, no, do you not... just hit the no? What did, what happened? You saw I got, a button I that got... you could hit. <laughs> I got an email and they said to register, click here, and I was like, oh my god, I just have this like, what's that thing, that Pavlovian response thing? <laughs> <laughs> if a boy band thing comes in and they go click here for tickets, I'm gonna fucking well click there for tickets. And um, um, what happened? I got, an, I got, an, got email. Yeah, I got an email back saying we look forward to seeing you at the Pandora Jonas Brothers event on the 10th of August at Webster Hall, New York. And I was like, I'm not going to be in New York for that. But <laughs> if you are in New York, go. It looks fun. The I... queue's starting from 3pm. <laughs> I can't believe that you're on, you're signed up to a Jonas Brothers mailing list. Well, I think that must have happened through having... Didn't, didn't happen to me. To order the album. <laughs> no, didn't happen to me. Oh, did you order the album to get access to tickets? Yes. There you go, that's it. Yes. I didn't do that. In fact, I have the album twice in envelopes there, unopened. (laughs) I assume that they're Jonas albums from when we've had to buy them to get It could be one of your eight Busted albums. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about Busted for ages. I know, we haven't talked about Busted for ages. I feel like we're neglecting them. The one that does writing, which is the one that writes children's books. Oh. It's got a new children's book out. No, no. Is that James? James writes the songs. There's one that writes children's books. Oh no, he might be. I might be thinking McFly. Oh, that's Tom Fletcher from McFly. Yeah, friend, my friend on Twitter, Tom Fletcher. I love Tom Fletcher. He's got a new book out. It's about a dinosaur at Christmas. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's not a new book. No, there's definitely a new book. Okay. Let's not fight on the podcast. No, let's not. I mean, I don't think this counts as fighting, but. If you don't know who McFly are over in the US, there's a film called Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan in. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> They're in that. Yes, it's the Christmasaurus and the Winter Witch. So the Christmasaurus is not a new concept, but it's obviously a new chapter in this. Mm. Oh, so cute. Tom Fletcher's the, the nuts. So yeah, good. Glad we've covered that off. We're going to, uh, what are we going to do next? Uh I'm going to go and try and breathe a bit. Should we add some songs to our ultimate boy band podcast list? Right playlist, now? Spotify, Video World Cup. I need to breathe in. Okay. Well, we'll be back in a sec. Okay. So the uh, next two tracks in the ultimate boy band playlist. Where did we leave off last week, Amy? It was me, wasn't it? I had O-Town and Skydive. Yeah. So do you think mine would fit well with this, but... I'm going to go. Okay, go. My pick for this week is from the Ultimate Boy Band. Oh. Well, we, we don't, don't really know, know yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> but the first... The, the first, OG. The first... Well, 
Yeah, yeah the OG BB. The first boy band that had mania. Yes. So the band is called, I don't know if you would have heard of them. They're an English rock band or a rock and roll band. So if you're not English, you might not have heard of them. But they're called the Beatles. I like that you're taking it deep. <laughs> yeah. So this song is called In My Life. It's from their 1965 album Rubber Soul and was written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Um, although apparently they disagreed later on over the extent of their contribution to the song. But hey, nothing new there. We'll go into that when we do the this Boy Band <laughs> yeah. of the Week. Or boy ba- the Beatles are going to have to be Boy Band of the Month, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> of the two months it's going to be a whole extravaganza so in my life was ranked by rolling stone magazine as number 23 on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time not just boy band songs but of all time and it's also one of the most well-known beatles songs about nostalgia it was recorded on the 18th of october 1965 um and they got jo- george martin to play a piano solo in the middle which he couldn't play properly so he played at half speed and they sped the or they slowed the <laughs> tape down i mean in the 60s they had to be really ingenious at this and then they sped it up so that it sounds like a harpsichord in the middle um it hit 200,000 sales which is silver and it's had a number of notable covers uh john denver covered it Scylla black covered it twiggy oh, i love a bit of Scylla. Yeah. i love a bit of twiggy too bet midler and also the <laughs> who drummer say? keith moon <laughs> who died say? the day before i was born because i have got this theory that i'm keith moon reincarnated <laughs> <laughs> i have never heard oh have you not theory. so you know when you can order a newspaper from the oh, day you were born can i call you keith so <laughs> yeah Somebody ordered me one. It was like an old work gift thing. And on the front page was the Who drama Keith Moon dies. And I was like, fucking hell. I could be Keith Moon. It could be. Like, I could be the best drummer in the world, but I've just never tried because I've never picked up I mean, what's your general rhythm like? Really, really bad. Yeah. Probably our our Keith Moon then. That's why why I can't dance. I literally (laughs) have got them. I've got no rhythm whatsoever. So Someone yeah. tried to dog me in when we were on tour, and there was, it was the very so it was the Atlantic City show where at one point they thought they were, weren't going to have cheerleaders, so they instead of having cheerleaders they were going to bring fans up on stage to dance. <laughs> and we were having a conversation with Danny, and they were all so the girls were like, I can't dance, I can't dance, and they were like, so we can dance, and I was like, whoa, hang on a minute, I was like, I've got two basic <laughs> two moves, <laughs> two basic moves, and I just rotate them. Yes. Fortunately, they got some cheerleaders in, so it wasn't an issue. But I was like, oh, I need you lot to slow oh, down. Classic. Not shaking my fat ass on stage. Oh. So my choice this week was released in 1980. Oh. It's by a five-piece boy band from the US. Uh, and it comes probably what was the end of their boy band arc. Uh, it was covered in 2004 by a British boy band called V. Oh, I saw V supporting, I think they were supporting Girls Aloud. Oh, possibly. It's the mm. right time. They yeah. were around 2004-ish, yeah. Um, it reached number six in the UK, only reached number 77 on the Billboard charts, which was quite a surprise for this outfit. It was written and composed by Michael and Jackie. Ooh. And the video featured sons of another mem- member, Taj and Tarrell. So my choice for this week is the Jacksons, Can You Feel It? 
Well, we have thoughts about that. <laughs> we have feelings. Not about the Jacksons. Uh, no. Just one of the Jacksons. Okay. The rest so of the Jacksons are fine. Yeah. Good song. Great song. Yeah. It. Have you seen that Darren Brown? Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Darren Brown. I bloody love him but he did this series where uh he would like trick people into like he would play a song which would trigger them to do something a bit like in zoolander where um they played relax frank frankie goes hollywood relax and then he had to go and murder the prime minister of wherever i'm probably saying at this point i don't think i've seen zoolander i'd remember that storyline oh it's i think that's that's okay I don't think that's like the main story line okay. in Zoolander. But so Darren Brown did the same thing where he would have this song play and He'd then get people to get go and people kill the to, prime minister. No, to rob a um, a bank, a van full of money coming from a bank. <laughs> so and the, the trigger song was Can You Feel It by the Jacksons. Oh, so. So whenever I hear that song. <laughs> you you want to rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> This that, could I'm, I'm a really way I can give up work. <laughs> I'm a really poor storyteller, but it just popped into my head and I wanted to share it. But yeah, so good song. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Yeah, can I can. So good. This week's next week. So as normal, the they will go up on the Spotify playlist. Um, it's the same link every week. I will tweet it out to everyone. Again, yeah. so you can join in, and I know I can see how many of you are listening. I was actually quite pleased, and I can see how many people that oh, that's that exciting join in each week. And yes, it's not completely futile. Yeah. Also, I'm having fun. I like playing it in the car. Oh, that's good. That's really good fun. I only go on Spotify to listen to one podcast. In fact, there's only one one I skip, which is um, the Backstreet Boys one. Oh, not a fan. Oh, it's a great track. Why. The call. Cool. Well, if yeah. you had come with me to see them live, it might have changed your mind. No. Okay, so that's this week for the Ultimate Boy Band Playlist. We're going to be right back after this with this week's Boy Band of the Week. Right then, we've got coming up now our Boy Band of the Week. Uh, it's a long one and I need to start this one by saying I am having some breathing. I was in hospital this morning. Um, with chest pains, I'm having a few breathing issues. So in order to record this this week, I'm lying down on Amy's bed, leaning on one arm. Mm. So if all you can hear is heavy breathing, I apologise. It's the only way I can stay alive. Also, send money for the Zoe Insurance <laughs> Health Fund thing. You don't NHS aim. Oh yeah, we have an NHS in this country. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> so, sorry, I've been watching too much ER. <laughs> so, are, are, you, are you okay? I am, yeah, I'm not dying. I'm in perfect health. We're good. I might not make it through the full 10 pages of this week's boy band. You're going to have to, mate. You know, this is your week. I did crisscross last week, all three pages of it. <laughs> it's your turn. I'm going to sit back. Please Are you comfy? Begin. I'm very comfy. So this one goes, this is slightly different this week, but it, I think all the different aspects of this story are really interesting. So I've weaved it all in together. So I'm hoping that people find it as interesting and it's normal. You've woven a good tale. We begin in 1911 and a ship named... No, no, I thought that was a joke. (laughs) This is the beginning of the boy band. I thought that was a joke when you did your sound check. (laughs) Okay. In 1911, a ship... I'm taking it right back, When you said it was a bit different this week... 
Okay, sorry, I'm going to stop interrupting. It's going to be three hours long already. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say the words 1911 again. Okay. Can you switch your mic off and I'm just going to carry on? Mm Mm-hmm. In 1911, in 1911, a ship named the SS Katana Maru set sail for England from Hong Kong. Among the passengers aboard was Chan Chun Lee, an orphan who'd been abandoned by his mother and was raised by relatives following his father's death. As Hong Kong faced unrest with China, he headed for England. And when he arrived in London, officials, confused over the Chinese naming conventions, wrote his family name as Lee in official records thus ensuring that if he ever intended to work or prove his right to be here at any point, he now had to call himself Lee forever. So his name was Lee Chan Chan. So Chan Chun in China. So Chan Chun would have been his surname. So Chan was his surname. But they mixed it up, so Lee became his surname. Uh, From London, he travelled to Liverpool, where there was a really strong Chinese community already. And he established himself there and found employment in Chinatown. By 1915, he was running a Chinese grocery shop Although we only know this because he had to list his occupation when he appeared in court charged with attempting to bribe a police officer when he was caught selling alcohol in an unlicensed establishment. (laughs) He eventually became one of the most respected and influential figures in Liverpool's Chinese community. Chan purchased his tobacco from a shop in Liverpool where a local girl called Gwenlian Ward worked as an assistant. The two fell for each other and they went on to have five children. The children were George, born in 1920, Jason in 1921, Gwen Leon in 24, Barbara in 29, and Ida in 1931. Although they never formally married until 1930. Oh, Scandalous for the yeah. time. Their second child, who was Jason Lee, was a talented musician. Jason Lee? Yeah. Okay. Was a talented musician who at one time played with the Liverpool Philharmonic on the violin. Hmm. Although his actual two passions were dancing and football. In 1937, Japan declared war on China, and although Chan Chun Li had dreamed of one day returning with his family, this now became impossible. Uh, As the numbers in the Chinese community in Liverpool dwindled, he lost his properties, and after a fight in the courts with Liverpool Council, uh, which he lost, he ended up spending a month in jail as he was unable to pay his court costs. Once released, he moved his family 50 miles away to the seaside town of Rill in Wales, where a family friend set them up managing a laundry. Real. Real. Uh, by 1940, his son Jason was studying medicine. As, this is <laughs> no, Jason no, no, Jr. No. This is famous actor and writer Jason <laughs> Lee. We no. know who this is. <laughs> no. By 1940, his son Jason was studying medicine at Liverpool University. He had added the name Scott into his surname, Probably because he wanted to anglicise it, uh, therefore making himself Jason Scott Lee. And also avoid any confusion with the actor and writer Jason Lee. Got it. Absolutely. Okay, good. Uh, He was asked to join the junior team of Manchester United as an amateur player. Uh, And by December that year, he was called up to play for the first team in a war league match. Uh, It was a historical appearance as a player of Chinese ancestry playing in England's top tier. He's basically one of the first Chinese Asian players to ever play in you know, the top league in England. Amazing. Uh, in 1942, he went on loan to Everton and throughout the war, he played regularly for Man United, Everton and Tranmere Rovers, juggling football with <laughs> his... Man United, Everton and Tranmere. Tranmere. Tranmere were quite big at this time, though. Oh, OK. Um, you know, I'm very familiar with how all these old football teams work because of my great-granddad. Yeah. Like, you know, the teams that are now tiny mm. would have been huge back then. Yeah. 
He juggled his football with his medical studies and also his passion for ballroom dancing. His <laughs> football career came to an end around 1945. Uh, Jason never completed his medical studies, but his passion for dance continued and he was a regular face in ballroom competitions with his dance partner called Anne Crossland. Anne had been crowned Miss Real in 1947 with Jason designing and making almost all of Anne's dancing oh, costumes they're himself. So sweet. They're so sweet. Although Jason is definitely gay. <laughs> He's making sparkly ballroom. Well, you say that. In October of the year that Anne became Miss Real, she also became Mrs. Scott Lee. They had four children. Alexander in 1948. Jason in 1950. Wait, 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 wait. Jason the third now. This is no. This is the second. Oh, this is Jason Junior. Okay. So Jason, the ballroom dancer, is the son of Chan Chen. Got it. So Jason in 1950, Andreas in 1961, who died shortly after birth. So they had another Andreas in 1965. Um, Jason Senior later went on to run a taxi company and work with children with disabilities in local schools, Aww. and he was still dancing right up until his death in 2002. Ugh. Jason Jr. married Janet Nash in 1974, and they also had four children. Lisa, born oh. in 1975. Stephen Anthony, born in 1978. Robert Andrew, born in 1980. And Anthony Alexander, born in 1982. Mm-hmm. And so, this week's boy band is Wales' first, and possibly only boy band, 3SL. Uh, so named because it consisted of three brothers called Scott Lee amazing oh, i love this this so far i'm enraptured but i do have a question yes are they wales's only boy band or are we including goldie looking chain oh <laughs> can we include goldie looking chain as a boy band? Can we? i fucking love that so much <laughs> also goldie looking chain every single one of them all 42 would be up for being on the podcast <laughs> that is so true I loved Goldie Looking Chain. They were not marketed at teenagers. No. Okay. <laughs> so before we get to the story of 3SL, we need to start back with their older sister, Lisa Scott Lee. Oh my Lee, God, I'm so excited. Who is also a one-time winner of Miss Real, like her oh. grandmother before her. Yeah. Uh, Lisa was a member of boy-girl group Steps. Yes, she was. Steps were formed from auditions with an advert in the stage. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, and Lisa was selected as one of the original members from this process in 1997. Although three of those original members would drop out and the whole process started again, oh. uh, which eventually gave us the Steps format we know and love. The five-piece H, the one whose name I can't remember. Lee, Lee Latchford Evans. <laughs> Lisa Scott Lee, Lisa. Faye Tozer and Claire oh. Richards. Amy's a big fan. I saw them about two years ago in Nottingham. Uh, after a hookup with pop hero Pete Waterman and his music factory. Remember, this is the same guy behind Big Boy Fun. Band of the- Big Fun, yes. Uh, between 1997 and 2001, Steps had two number one singles and two number one albums in the UK. 14 consecutive top five singles. They sold over 20 million records worldwide. On December the 21st, 2001, the last night of a 30-date tour, just as they were about to go on stage in Manchester, two of the members, Ian H. Watkins and Faye Tozer, quit. With the rest of the group being handled legal letters of resignation, much to their shock. They officially announced to the world that Steps had ended on the 26th of December, 2001. Now that 
show, that concert, was recorded and released as a DVD or a video, whatever it was then, and you can see them, and I've seen Claire talk about it since, because you can see them crying at the end, because mm. they knew that it was their last show yeah, together. Yeah, and a shock. Total shock. And what a time to do what it. What a time to do it. Right? Don't wait till after the show. Yeah, fucking hell. To be like, thanks very much, enjoy the tour, by the way. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Uh, which leads us to what Lisa did after Steps. Yeah. Uh, now, bear with me a bit, because there are a lot of arcs that converge into this week's boy band storyline, so mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit before we actually get into the boy band. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> first, we have to introduce another rival boy-girl group called Boom. Boom. Boom are a six-piece made up of three boys and three girls who released a single called Falling in late 2000. It peaked at number 11 in January 2001. One of the members of Boom was Johnny Shentel. Around the time of the single release, Johnny and girlfriend Lisa Scott Lee came out in the press as a couple. Yeah. Which was great publicity for the time of the single release. Yeah. They had met when Johnny auditioned as a dancer for the Steps tour and got the job. And the pair had secretly been dating for two years. Uh, Johnny proposed to Lisa on Valentine's Day in 2001. Yeah. So basically right after their single was at the top. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as his proposal, so February 2001, yes. two more boy-girl groups were being created from the first season of Pop Stars. Yes. Winners Hearsay and Liberty X. Yes. They had secretly been filming this since August 2000 with a series of auditions and boot camps before the show began broadcasting in January 2001 with the final lineup of Winners Hearsay being released on revealed on february the 3rd so this tv show pop stars was the very very first i mean excluding all the ones we already discussed but it was it was the first thing before pop idol it was simon cowell's brainchild it was simon fuller so it was simon cowell and simon fuller because the big legal action later on yes came when he started doing x factor and it was like isn't this very similar to the program that we're no longer making together pop stars spawned pop idol which spawned american idol yeah uh, yeah yeah so this is the og correct and it's the reality talent shows right rather than because we know o-town came before this right and upside down came right before that so also for american listeners um nasty nigel was one of the judges on pop stars and he's nigel lithgow who's one of the judges on so you think you can dance in the u.s yeah there we go uh, among the members of liberty x which were three girls and two boys was Geordie-born Michelle Heaton. Although she herself admitted that she didn't even sing on their first single, she just whispered a bit. <laughs> That's one of the favourite things I found out in all this research. So, I spent a day and a half doing this because there's so much of it. I spent a day yeah. and a half research and that was the kind of like... The one quote I got from yeah. Michelle that was like, actually, that's what I'm talking about. Because what they did was they got it down to the last, te- the final ten, which was four guys, six girls, and then they picked the final five for the winning, the winning band, which was Hearsay, and then the other five went, fuck this, we're gonna start our yeah. own band. I might say this. All right, okay, good. <laughs> in 2000, a pilot for another talent show was being made for the BBC, in which Scott Lee, middle brother Andy, performed a version of Father and Son. And one of the show's producers suggested he form a group with his two other brothers who'd come to see him perform. Which is either a way of saying, you're great, let's multiply that by by three and you'll be huge. Yeah. Or alternately, listen, son, get your two brothers in as a distraction. This is very Jonas-y. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
what was that what was that tv show on the bbc so i the timing of this i think it might be fame academy yes got it yeah but a pilot for fame academy because he wasn't in fame yeah. academy so that's the unless it was a program that never got made yeah that's the but only, that makes sense yeah, yeah in 2000 the time in a bit and again, um, for North American listeners, I believe you had a Fame Academy, and I think Avril Lavigne won or was involved in one of okay. the Fame Academies in Canada. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here because you know so much more about this show. I, like, this I should have been how... your. This absolutely should have been your boy band. <laughs> I don't even know how I know it. <laughs> it's just all in there. Uh, the three boys who possessed varying degrees of talent, but good looks and a family name that was recognisable and now recognisable around the world. Name themselves 3SL, yeah. an abbreviation of Three Scott Lees, thus rendering the recognisable name almost immediately redundant. Do you, <laughs> do you know what? It is so Jonasy because didn't Jonas want to call themselves 3, 3J or J3? J3? I think it was that, they had yeah. J3 was one of their names, and yeah. they were like, no, it's too boy bandish. Um, the boys won the backing of Charlotte Church's former manager, Jonathan Shallot. Oh! Who set them off work in the nightclub circuit around the UK to build a following, but not until 17-year-old Anthony had finished his GCSEs and Steve had completed a film studies course at Birmingham University. Jonathan Shalit comes up in another reality TV boy band that we're going to do. Eventually, I'll mention it later on, but Jonathan Shalit does appear in kind of the boy band circuit a bit. I met him a couple of years ago and had a very long conversation with him i'll talk we'll talk about that off the podcast okay. uh lisa big sister now without a job because the steps have broke up she took care of the day-to-day management of the band uh she does everything for us that a manager would do brother steve told the newcastle chronicle from booking hotels to organizing gigs and interviews obviously she knows the business inside out from her time with steps but she's also someone we can trust completely 100 percent by the time Steps had split up at the end of 2001, Lisa had already set her three little brothers up in a flat in London and set about building their musical career, helpfully having them as a support act on the Steps tour. Andy. Nepotism. <laughs> they had appeared on the 2001 Smash Hits Poll Winners Tour in October, where they'd been named as Best New Act, and from that they'd been signed by Epic Records. Great. Meanwhile, over in Hearsay Land... Yes who are now tipped to steal the boy-girl group crown from Steps. Uh-huh. One of the girls quits. Kim Marsh didn't even make it a full year in the public eye. Uh, it's announced on the 24th of January 2001 that she's quit the band. Uh, a year to the day that their original lineup had been revealed, the band began audition for Kim's replacement. Yep. After two intensive days of auditions, her replacement is announced as one Johnny Shentel. That's right. <laughs> former member of group Boom and fiancé of Lisa Scott Lee. Correct. Uh, controversy surrounded this decision when it was revealed in the papers that Johnny had worked as a backup dancer for Hearsay on the Smash It's Tour the previous year. Uh, still on the road and working towards... Although, why is that controversial? Because they went through the audition process yeah, and but... it was it was said that he like they'd already chosen him beforehand. I see, like, okay. They, it was said they'd already made the decision that they were going to replace Kim with a boy and thousands of girls turned up to auditions and it was people had travelled from all Got over you. the country, yeah, okay. which is why they'd wasted people's time. That's all it was. It wasn't... They could pick whoever they wanted. It's their yeah, band. Right. <laughs> um, still on the road and working towards their debut single release, 3SL hit the studio to record Take It Easy, which was co-written by Martin Brannigan, who'd previously worked for with Boyzone on Love Me For A Reason and Key To My Life. Uh, he'd worked with PJ and Duncan, OTT and Westlife. Um, and also working on the single with them was Ray Hedges, who you remember as a producer rejected by Connor. 
the comedy management duo behind Upside Down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had to screenshot. So this is about three or four years on from the 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 when he'd worked with Upside Down. Yeah. In fact, it might be more, it might be five. And I had to go back and watch the Upside Down documentary and like take a picture of the TV and then take a picture of the TV of him. Um, where was the picture of him doing this? I can't remember. I had to compare the two pictures basically right. to be like, is that the same bloke? Like, is it def- <laughs> same is name? Two, two producers called Ray Hedges. No. <laughs> um, in February 2002, 3SL support S Club 7 on oh. a UK tour. Yes. Um, in March, the whole Scott Lee family, including Dad Tony and Mum Jan, appear on Channel 4's The Big Breakfast as Family of the Week, oh. which is usually <laughs> reserved for just Joe Public families to get their 15 minutes of fame every day. Yeah. Uh, take it, so <laughs> take it easy. Was released in April two thousand and two and reached number eleven in the UK, and bad. it bobbed up and down the charts for seven weeks, uh, and also gave them their much coveted first appearance on Top of the Pops. Through the summer of two thousand and two, they did a catalogue of appearances on local radio shows, uh, appearing alongside the likes of Blue, The Sugar Babes, Hearsay, and Liberty X, which proved very handy romance wife for Andy who'd been dating Liberty X's Michelle Heaton since they met on the Smash Hits tour the year the before. The one that doesn't sing. Liberty X were riding high on pop fame as their third single, Just a Little. That's just a little bit, isn't it? I've written that down wrong. Is it just no, a little? I think it's just a little. Uh, their third single, Just a Little, had debuted at number one in the UK, selling over 100,000 copies in its first week and remained in the charts throughout the summer, eventually selling half a million copies. Everyone knows that song. So, Even if you don't think you know it, you know that song. So just a little recap here. But we've got Lisa, who is dating or engaged to Johnny, Johnny Shentel, who was in, in his, Boom, yeah. and then joined Hearsay. Hearsay. Now, Hearsay were the winners of the programme that Liberty X came second in. Liberty X member Michelle is dating Lisa's brother, Andy. Yes. Nice. So maybe we need a family tree for this episode. Yeah. Um. 3SL's Touch Me, Tease Me was released in September 2002 and debuted at number 16 and again bobbed around the higher reaches of the top 100 for seven weeks. It was a cover of a song which had been a minor success for US R&B singer Case in 1996. Following this disappointing chart appearance, the boys are dropped by the record label. Uh, With timelines converging once again in October 2002, Hearsay announced their split, leaving Scott Lee fiancé Johnny also out of work. Mm. In May 2003, Lisa releases a solo single called Lately on Mercury Records. So at this point, she's not managing her brothers anymore. They've not got record contract. Yep. Um, Lately reaches number six. It's followed in September by Too Far Gone, which peaks at number 11. Uh, Mercury party company with her soon after, and her solo album was never released, which is a huge fucking shame, because she worked on a a lot with one dude called Gary Barlow in his oh, own studio. Oh, for fuck's sake. What year is this? 2003. Oh, yeah, that is like, that is like depths of Gary's depression year. Uh, still looking for his next gig, Andy auditioned for Pop Idol, That's which is the latest incarnation of TV talent shows that had shot girlfriend Michelle to fame. Yes. Michelle had warned him against entering, fearing he'd be given a hard time by the press because of their relationship. I mean, Liberty X are huge at this point. Yeah. And he's, you know, yeah. Liberty X arm candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the series begins airing in August with the rounds of nationwide auditions being aired over four weeks. 
I was just waving at Elvis. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was waving <laughs> at Elvis, not at you, no. I was also thinking that's the series that Michelle McManus won. Um, the auditions had taken place across the country throughout 2002, which kind of begs the question as to at what point in his own personal timeline did Andy do his audition, given that the band ended at the start of October and the auditions finished in November. Mm. Uh, the show now has a new format. It's a search for solo artist and it's more like the X Factor style stuff we know now. Yep. Don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> you fucking know it. Um, it takes 12 weeks for ITV to get us to the good bit. And as the contestants are whittled down from 20,000 to 100 and then 50, and then our final 12, which is when we go into the semi finals, Andy makes it into the final 12. He eventually gets knocked out in Disco Week after his performance of I Want to Rock With You and finishes seventh. Well, that was a Michael Jackson song, so maybe that's why. (laughs) And so in November 2003, Andy finds himself yet again without a job. Oh, Andy. And by now he should really consider getting himself a custom-made elf outfit for seasonal work. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty hot, Andy Scotty. They're all quite good looking. There's not one of... You're pulling up. I'm just having um, a look at some pictures. Google and I'll carry oh, on because yeah, we have okay. got four more hours to go. <laughs> um, partner Michelle is in the same boat in early 2004 as disappointing album sales sees Liberty X dropped by their record label V2 and a planned tour of the UK is cancelled. The group go on hiatus oh, pursuing solo projects. <laughs> Michelle's solo project was celebrity wrestling on ITV. Oh, Michelle. Uh, the show bombed and was moved from primetime Saturday night TV to Sunday morning graveyard time slot. Uh, in February 2004, Lisa is reported to have teamed up with podcast idol Gary Barlow to write some Eurovision songs as she wants to hit the big time again by representing the UK in the annual song contest. Who does this bitch think she is, she's, honestly? She's, she's all over Gary. <laughs> she's quoted as saying, this is a great way of relaunching my career. And that's the last we hear of that. <laughs> in March 2004, Andy is taking part in the Pop Idol tour around the UK. At this point in the timeline of what I'm going through, it really is. It's the tale of these people that have been hugely famous and they're, they're now trying to perpetuate this the fame that they've had and keep on to things and, and keep a grasp of their career so yeah. it seems long but it's it's more to get a feel of how in the UK mm. we will constantly have these people in they're constantly in the papers and doing stuff because we have so many of these celebrity type to celebrity come dine with me yeah. celebrity down on the farm type thing um so March 2004 Andy takes part in the pop idol tour in June, Lisa gets another record contract with a company called Boss Records. Uh, and in August, Lisa marries Johnny Shentel. Hmm. Uh, the wedding was sold to OK Magazine. And they also signed on to do a British version of Newlyweds, which was the Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson programme. Yes. Uh, it's a, they're signed by MTV to do this. I watched it. Um, the same month, Lisa released a single called Get It On with Intenso Project. Written by another boy band graduate, Benefudu, who was formerly in boy band Ben's and latterly in Fats and Small. This is so He's Laura... the one from yes, yeah, from the Bad boy... Boys on the Block right. that I didn't realise had been in Ben's until um one of our podcasts was it Facebook yeah. no so um Laura, oh, Laura in the okay, Facebook yeah. group mentioned this week that yeah. he'd been in Ben's and I was like they were so under my radar I didn't realise right so um get it on reaches number twenty three. Uh, and by now, Andy has turned his hand to a little bit of modelling. 
Oh, he, well, he should, because uh, he would be great at that. Uh, in September, it's rumoured that Lucy... Lucy? Who the fuck? Lucy, Lucy. Scotley. <laughs> New in character, September, Lucy Scotley. This is like dynasty. In September, <laughs> it's rumoured that Lisa is going into the jungle on the next series of I'm a Celebrity, oh. Get Me Out of Here. Mm. She doesn't. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Christmas 2004, and Andy headlines a sellout show on his own at St. Thomas's Church in Real. In, You're such a bitch. in February 2005, Andy takes part in Making Your Mind Up in hope of representing the UK at Eurovision. He competes against Javine Hilton, mm-hmm. Katie Price yes. and Gina G. Yes. His entry, Guardian Angel, was co-written by Lee from Blue. Oh. Uh, he was beaten by Javine Hilton, who finished in Eurovision third from last uh, it does though help him seal a record deal for his own solo material with a record company called concept records great uh it's then rumored that andy's going to join another boy band because Boyzone are reuniting and frontman ronan keaton has pulled out so andy is allegedly up for the job oh, i didn't know this spoiler he's not <laughs> <laughs> also there is another link between hearsay and Boyzone, because Kim Marsh and Keith Duffy, both in Coronation Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we forgot that part about Keith. <laughs> forgot but... that Keith was in Corrie. <laughs> um, to my defence, I'm not massively on watching soaps anymore. Same. In May, Andy slated to be appearing on season two of The Farm, the show which made Rebecca Luce famous for giving a handjob to a pig. I mean... He doesn't. Sure. He doesn't end up appearing. There's lots of these rumors. <laughs> they have a lot of offers, and they turn them all down. They're gonna be, right. and it doesn't happen. Mm. And I wonder if some of this is management going, "Oh, they're gonna be," to yeah. make the producers of shows going, "Oh, that's a good idea." Mm. Uh, by the summer of 2005, it's been very quiet in Camp Scotley when it's announced to the media that a film crew has been following Lisa and Johnny for a year, and the show is now billed as an Osborne-style reality called Totally Scott Lee. Right. So either they're super dull as a couple or the actual story that emerged was too juicy not to become the focus. Mm-hmm. Like the story of them as newlyweds was probably really like... Oh, I, know, remember, I remember watching this TV show. The series charts Lisa's journey to release a new single with MTV challenging her that if she doesn't reach the top 10 that she should quit the music industry. It documents her hunt for a new record label. She ends up signed to Concept Records. Um, it's a minor label which is run by a guy called Max Bloom. Uh, it shows her being managed by former boy band men- member Nathan Moore, who yep. is in Brother Beyond and Worlds Apart. Uh, he Nathan regularly annoys Lisa by getting himself booked to perform on the same bill as her. So when she's <laughs> <laughs> so when she's out on the road promoting, she'll be like, "Where's Nathan? Oh, he's just warming up the crowd." <laughs> <This Fucking thing. laughs> uh, we get a real the, the series gives us a real feel for what it's like to do those endless road trips from nightclub to nightclub to mm. promote a single around the UK. And also the pressure from a label to be big immediately or just get dumped. Yeah. Um, it began airing in September 2005 and ended with Lisa live on MTV in the October as she found out what chart number she'd achieved. Mm. The single Electric was written by Ben Adams from A1 oh. alongside Guy Chambers. Bloody hell, this is so interesting. <laughs> and uh, Guy Chambers, for everyone who doesn't know, is Robbie Williams's co-writer. Yeah. Like his permanent They had a falling co-writer. out at one point, didn't they? They did, but they're back together now. Okay, I'd like that. I'm pleased. Yeah. Uh, electric- Although Guy wasn't available for the last leg of Robbie's Vegas tour, so my mate Owen Parker went and performed with him. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. Anyway. 
Talking to. of Vegas, it's Matt's, Matt Goss's 10th anniversary in Vegas. Wow. Come, I think August the 10th. He was pushing it earlier on Twitter. Come along and join it. And I'm kind of like, need a bit more fucking notice, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to be in New York for Jonas. <laughs> on August the 10th, we might as well fly over to Vegas in <laughs> with our time machine. Yeah. Uh, the single electric finishes at number 13. So she doesn't achieve the challenge that's oh. set for her. And she's obviously gutted that she's not done it. And you see her talk throughout the program about how much she regrets agreeing to MTV's stupid challenge. Yes. And you can tell that they're taking the piss out of her a bit which yeah. is kind of heartbreaking because you've seen this you know end the series of how much she's struggling and really really trying mm. and there's just like this little look of glee on mm. their face the person that announces it to her is matt willis's now wife oh emma griffiths yeah. then emma willis uh, yeah. we also see a lot of the friction that goes on between uh, lisa and Michelle Heaton, yeah. Uh, as Liberty X, they're now back together, and their new single release reaches number five on its debut. Oh shit! Although their album only sold ten thousand copies and peaked at twenty-seven. Liberty, the peak of Liberty X was just a just little, a little, yeah. And sexy. they weren't. And I, rem- I, in my head, they were always massive because I just remember those in those leather outfits. Yeah, which was the video for but just that a little. Was, yeah, but. They had a, their arc was a really steep down. Mm. Uh, one of the highlights of Totally Scott Lee was Andy's proposal to Michelle Heaton using a fortune cookie um, and oh. the subsequent shit fit Lisa had because he sold their engagement pictures to a magazine, meaning that the staff at the magazine were told before his family <laughs> that they'd got engaged. <laughs> uh, we also see him working towards the release of his own single. Don't forget, he's also signed with Concept Records. And yep. there's a bit where concept so he's managed by nathan as well so mm-hmm. lisa and andy both managed by nathan both signed to the same record company the record company say to them there's 20 grand for a video you either split it between you oh, and shit. do a video together or like you have 10 grand each and they're kind of like no and they also at one point say we want to release the singles on the same day we want to pit scott lee against scott lee that's outrageous and andy's like no i'm not fucking going up against my sister so kudos to him but probably results in the fact that his single Saturday, which was called Saturday on Mars, never gets released. Right. Um, in October 2005, Michelle tells the Sunday Sun in Newcastle while she's in town opening a mobile phone shop. <laughs> Her wedding would be the opposite of celebrity power and glamour model Jordan's, for whom she'd been a bridesmaid the month before. My wedding will be more low-key. I want it to be more traditional and I would like a church wedding. Okay. Uh, in 2006, we... We hear from Digital Spy that Lisa wants to try a hand at Eurovision again. <laughs> uh, quoting her as saying, people may laugh, but some acts have had a lot of success after being in the contest. Oh, Lisa. Like, Abba, the only one. Yeah. Is she going to be working with GB again? Doesn't mention Gary okay. Barlow at this point. Okay. In May, Lisa parts company with Nathan Moore as her oh. management. And Andy finally marries Michelle Heaton. Their lavish winter wonderland themed wedding was made into a reality show called Michelle and Andy's Big Day. Oh, that sounds low key. We, right? <laughs> <laughs> low key in a church. She didn't do it in a church. She did a big house. Uh, it was made into a reality show called Michelle and Andy's Big Day with cameras following the couple around for seven months, which Andy has said was heavy going, mm. which is a polite way of going, fuck me. Fuck off, yeah. It was hugely successful, though, and the TV company hoped to do a follow-up second series. It was their second highest ratings on that channel, not for all, for wow. like a documentary series. Um, In September, Andy appeared on the 
all-star talent show, which I don't even remember this one. It pitted celebrity against celebrity performing pageant show style talents against each other. I want to say this sounds familiar. Andy performed magic tricks and came fifth out of six people. (laughs) Oh. Uh, January 2007, Lisa appears in Dancing on Ice, uh, lasting a month before finishing in sixth place. Lisa's album was scheduled for release on March the 26th, which was presumably scheduled to capitalise on the success they thought she'd have in Dancing on Ice. But after her early departure, it's cancelled. Oh. Uh, That same month, then Nan Ann, former Miss Real dancing competition, she dies suddenly from cancer, which happens in the middle of Lisa being in Dancing on Ice. Uh, The rest of 2007 is relatively quiet for the Scott Lees. Liberty X finally split up properly. And he's busy writing music along with uh, Robbie Craig. <gasps> oh, mate! <laughs> yes! Who is the now in E17? Uh, Lisa's album is released in South Africa. <laughs> and then Belgium and the Netherlands. But not oh, in the UK. She does take part in the Dance on an Ice Tour from March to May. At the end of the year, Andy appears with wife Michelle in Panto in I Sunderland in Cinderella alongside this is I'm really this is my what the actual fuck alongside Mickey Rooney oh my god Lisa's also in Panto in Derby Jack and the Beanstalk Lisa's playing Jack's wife and husband Johnny Shentall appears with her as a beanstalk <laughs> <laughs> just Lisa, do Americans don't have panto, do no, they? They have they, like children's theatre, but yeah, they don't have pantos, mm. and it's, it's really a very hard British to, thing. Really yeah. hard to describe what panto <laughs> oh, is. Uh, Lisa also appears in the Christmas, Christmas, Christmas special episode of Extras with Ricky Gervais, mm. which also features George Michael. Mm. All right, February two thousand eight, Andy releases a single called Unforgettable, which he had written about his wife Michelle as oh. a surprise for their wedding. Uh, the marketing gimmick for Unforgettable was trying to break the world record for the most number of text pre-orders for a single from a mobile handset. Fucking hell. Which involved people texting the word Andy to a number to order the track. Don't you Then feel? they'd be sent back a web address and a PIN number so they could download the single to their computers. They didn't break the record. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even chart. Don't you feel like they have to have a lot of gimmicks all the yeah. time I, mean, I can see what they're doing it. it's a little marketing push but that just seems complicated very uh, to promote the single Andy appears on Irish talent show You're a Star with his wife Michelle Heaton who was a judge uh, and that same month Lisa and Johnny have their first child a son called Jaden oh. June 2008 four months after telling the world she was unforgettable Andy fells for divorce from Michelle Heaton oh he tells the Sunday Mirror that Michelle had had a two-night fling with EastEnders actor Matt D'Angelo in Dublin <gasps> the year before. Matt D'Angelo is the sa- he was on Strictly right. and was rumoured to have had a fling. Are you with going Flavia? Oh, Flavia. Yeah. Uh, so had a two-night fling with EastEnders actor Matt D'Angelo, also the nephew of a famous footballer in Marbella, one of her friends' exes what? while appearing in Panto in Sunderland. And one of his own best friends in the February before they split. So this wasn't the whole on the same two nights. <laughs> no. These were separate incidents. Yeah. He discovered her cheating ways when she forgot to log out of Facebook and he found messages. Oh, Michelle, that's a rookie error. Come Michelle on. initially denied the hookup with D'Angelo. But a month later, she admitted cheating on him during the holiday in Marbella in 2007. Jeez. With a snog. 
uh, and her infidelity was cited in their divorce papers. Uh-uh. Andy told Heat magazine, you ready? <laughs> yeah. Michelle is a liar and a cheat. Oh. I found an email she'd written to a friend saying she'd performed a sex act on Matt D'Angelo and learned about her other flings on Facebook. I've burned all of her pictures. I married a slag. <gasps> Andy. I mean, I know you're hurting. Yeah. That's aggressive. Um, and this story would probably end there, apart from the extensive catalogue of reality TV appearances, which all deserve a mention for the post-boy band success column. Yep. Um, and as also as a demonstration of quite how quite how many bad celeb-led reality shows we've been through as a nation. <laughs> and also as a good example of the part of the entertainment industry our heroes enter in in order to, su- to survive post-boy band. It's basically reeks of desperation. Yeah. <laughs> September 2008, Lisa and Johnny appear on Celeb Air, in which celebrities train to be air cabin crew. Fucking hell. Lisa and Johnny got sacked in a double elimination after going out clubbing at Eden instead of working on the flight back from Ibiza to Galway. I was say, that sounds like Ibiza. <laughs> January 2009, Michelle enters the celebrity Big Brother house, where one of her fellow contestants is former A1 member Ben Adams. Ah. And she becomes the focus of media attention on the outside as Andy once again takes his anger to the press alleging to Heat magazine that she had cheated on him at least 10 times in their 19-month marriage. His comments are fuelled by her flirtatious relationship with Ben, despite the fact she's got a boyfriend on the outside. So she's basically saying she's not changed, she's still a cheat. I don't remember Michelle in there. I remember Ben in there. I don't remember Michelle in there. Uh, Andy by now is in a new relationship with a dancer called Lydia Louisa. I know her. The pair met when she was cast as a dancer in one of Lisa's videos. She was also in Big Brother. And Lydia... Do you want to stop ruining the story? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Lydia had appeared on Living TV's Dirty Dancing, the time of our time of your life. Yes. In 2007, I was and was also a dancer in the film Mamma Mia. Mm. It was basically a pop idol for dancers, with the ultimate prize being a contract with a dance agency. Mm. Had weekly heats, and it was held at the Mountain Lake Resort in Virginia. Oh, it was so good. I love that show. Um, it was later claimed in the Daily Star that Lydia was a serial kiss and tell girl, oh. having had encounters with Mickey Rourke, Jack Osborne, Tommy Lee and Johnny Knoxville from Jackass. Oh. Like she'd sold stories and all of them. Wow. Um, Michelle also appears that year on Celebrity Come Dine With Me alongside Lee Ryan from Blue. Oh. August 2009. So we're jumping forward another year here. Pregnant Lisa poses naked for Closer, recreating the famous Demi Moore Vanity Fair cover. Mm. And at the end of September, she gives birth to her daughter, Star Lily. In 2010, Michelle marries boyfriend Hugh Hanley, who she started dating within weeks of being kicked out by Andy. She once again sold her engagement and wedding to OK. They, uh, Michelle and Hugh had two children in 2012 and 2013. 2010, Andy is playing Dick Whittington, in Panto in Northwich. Oh. 2011, Andy's touring in a group called Glee Mania. Mm. It's a super group made up of reality TV contestants who all didn't win, uh, and it's inspired by Glee. 2011, Steps Reunion is broadcast on Living TV. Ten years on from the band split, the five-piece are back together, and all the animosity is still there. <laughs> Despite this, they commit to a full UK arena tour in 2012. This same year, Andy is now playing Prince Charming in Cinderella at a place called Roche in Wales. 2012, Andy's girlfriend Lydia appears in the 13th series of Big Brother. 
and she talks a lot. So when you Google for Andy Scott Lee and Big Brother, it's a lot of people taking the piss out of the fact that she's on the inside talking about how it's like living life with a celebrity boyfriend. Yes. And none of them can guess who he is yes. because she's not famous, famous enough. Yeah, that's right. She wouldn't I don't want to say his name. Yes. It was so funny. But actually, like I say, I know I've, I've spoken with her on a number of occasions in a life since then. And she's actually all right. It's always the same way, isn't yeah. it? But yeah. In October 2012, Liberty X are announced as one of the bands taking part in ITV's The Big Reunion, which followed the success of Steps Reunion the year before. The other bands that take part include Five, Nine One One, and Atomic Kitten. Um, at the start of recording for this, we're told that Michelle has undergone a double mastectomy following her diagnosis with the BRCA2 gene, uh, which is the same thing that Angelina Jolie had when she yeah. had a mas- double mastectomy too. Um, and it's worth noting here at this point also, how much of an influence that the Scott Lees or things they're involved with have had on other things that happen in boy band land. So without totally Scott Lee, mm. their reality TV, we wouldn't have gone on to... A few years later, had totally boy band, yep. which was Danny from New Kids, Dane, Lee Latchford Evans, yeah. like the you know remaking of a a male boy band. Yeah, and without Steps reunion, we'd have never had the big reunion. Yeah, which has led to most boy bands Reforming. going back in on the circuit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, November two thousand and twelve, Steps are still bouncing off the success of Steps reunion. And they released a new album called Light Up the World and then promptly went on a five-year break. <laughs> in uh, the end of 2012, Andy is playing Dick Whittington in Panto in Peterborough. He fucking loves the Panto, <laughs> Got to love a bit of Panto, mate. It's, it's surprising how much they get paid. Right. Like, so in Totally Scott Lee, there's one comment from Andy where he talks about Panto and he talks about being paid 40 grand to do Panto. Oh. <laughs> right? Maybe I Maybe should do that's panto. that's what I need to do. I mean, that's how I can give up work. I'll Seasonal. start in panto, right? You literally only need to work for, what's it, end of November to mid-January. Yeah, easy. Excellent. But let's get working on that. I probably can't. I need to find my tap shoes. <laughs> June 2013, Andy marries Lydia Louisa. 2014, we're almost at the end. Bear with me. 2014, Lisa's now living in Dubai with husband Johnny and their children, Jaden and Star Lily. And they open up a performing arts academy. Uh, 2017, so there's a long gap there. 2017, Steps released their fifth album, Tears on the Dance Floor, and announced a 2018 tour. That I went to. Uh, And at this point, Michelle is now performing with Atomic Kitten in their international shows. Although Kerry Katona reportedly regrets inviting her to join them because of the number of rows that happened with her there. Mm. March 2018. This is one of my favourite bits. Michelle appears on Channel 4 show, Star Boot Sale, where celebrities sell their belongings at a car boot sale for charity. Okay. Michelle sells the dress from her wedding to Andy to a burger van vendor for £225 plus a free sausage. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us up to date to February 2019. Steps have announced they're recording a six album. Wow. So... Post 3SL, obviously we know what Andy's been up to, a lot of panto, trying to sell a career. Um, Andy, in 2005, Andy was spotted modelling for ASOS, sporting Uh a bad goatee. Uh, He's the founder and CEO of a company called Crystal Whites. Which which one is this? 
Oh no, this isn't Andy. This is Ant. Sorry. Yeah, Anton. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, he's the founder and CEO of a company called Crystal Whites, which is a teeth whitening company, and he lived in Dubai for a while, and he's a moderately successful DJ. Mm. And Steve worked for a property company in Mayfair, mainly advising brother Andy on how to spend his earnings from Pop Idol. <laughs> and that's it that's our boy band of the week oh, i love it i love it there's so many conversation things that have come up from that though okay go on then um we've been going four hours but let's keep let's <laughs> power through it's lisa and johnny still married yes amazing. still married that's now, amazing living in dubai with yep. their two kids um so you you get i went to andy's instagram last night so he's really the only one that posts bits, mm. bits of them and also so steps so after they did steps reunion tv show they did a second season, which was them on tour. Do you know and what? you see them, how they cope with being away from the children. Yes, I One watched that. One of them that. brings the, the child on the bus and it causes friction with Lee, who's a dick. Yeah. Um, the only thing there, because he got kicked out of Totally Boy Band. So Lee was in Totally Boy Band with Danny and they kicked him out for basically having no talent. Yeah. I just, I remember watching that. I watched all of those, all of the Steps um, reality shows because Claire did one when she was doing all her weight loss stuff mm. because she gained a lot of weight because I think she had an eating disorder when she yeah. was in steps because she was constantly told she had to be thin and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I remember watching her thing and I remember when they got back together because Faye had a really young child yeah. she was worried about leaving because I think she lives in Newcastle now and Lisa was in Dubai and they were like oh what, what do we do so yeah so that was one interesting thing i'm pleased they're still married that's really that's amazing that they are yeah for them to meet like so she she talks so i there was an interview where she talked about how in fact it might have even been on steps reunion and how she met johnny and they were auditioning dancers to go mm. on tour with them and she he walked into the room and she turned to one, one of the others and was like well he's got the job <laughs> he <is in>. totally <laughs> sexist but so it obviously good. worked for you lisa there's and also then... another bit that i found that I don't, it's an, an allegedly, because oh, I don't know this, yeah. that um, Faye walked in on Lisa shagging her boyfriend on the tour bus. Oh. So, but definitely an allegedly. It's, allegedly. it's an, an aside it. of the kind of tabloid stories that come out about these bands when they're famous. And yeah. a lot of it would ultimately lead to the breakup and discord within the group because yeah. all the tabloids. And the, you're always kind of like, well, is there smoke without fire? Mm. Did it really happen? And mm. they know it's not true, but it just feeds it's that drip 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 yeah. of feeding into you know any animosity between yeah. them and it ultimately makes them break up bastards i also because we're not going to get a chance to talk about these bands again <laughs> okay. because we don't they, do boy girl we groups do, we only do boy bands <laughs> so um liberty x jessica from liberty x married to kevin peterson the cricketer. English cricketer so just thought that i'd drop that nugget in um kevin sim from Liberty X mm. went on to audition for The Voice. Yes, a couple of years ago, won. And oh, I didn't know he'd won. He I won did it. see that he. There was a. I didn't want to go straight too far away from yeah. the Scott Lee's and what I was doing because yeah. there was so much stuff I could have brought in. Because Kim Marsh in Corrie, yeah. married to the, the dude from Cor- it, EastEnders, yeah, and then divorced and then married the rugby player, yeah who she's now also Jamie someone I think they're also now divorced and her daughter auditioned for The Voice Emily oh okay also auditioned for The Voice but I don't think she got through but Kevin Sim won The Voice and is now the lead singer of Wet 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 yes are they on our boy band they are on our boy band list okay yes. cool because uh, Marty Pello's loco, local so loco Marty Pello's <laughs> loco <laughs> actually Marty Pello would be a really good chat because mm. he had the whole in the I want to say late 90s no maybe it was when I was up in Scotland, the whole heroin thing. Mm. 
which he was very open about. I could mm. probably find those news of the world because he, he spoke to the news of the world about it, which is probably one of those cases of the news of the world found out and they gave him that, well, you either talk to us about it yes, and give us the exclusive or we're, or we're anyway. going to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then what was the other thing I was going to say out of those? Oh, and H from Steps, gay. Yes. Openly gay now. Wasn't originally. Yeah. So part of the breakup part of the breakup of steps came about because he was dating their manager ah. and he was seen as being given preferential treatment there's a side note also so they supported britney spears on tour in the states okay. and lisa talked hey, about how who didn't who didn't right? support britney <laughs> lisa talks about how they'd be you know driving for six seven hours on the tour bus between dates and h would be flying on britney's plane there was hmm. just that and I don't know if that was... Slight disparity. I, but I don't know if that was because he just made mates with her or because his manager yeah. said that. So, yeah, they felt... And they'd kept that secret, like H and the manager. Mm. I think it was... I want to say it's called Peter Byrne? Something Byrne. Mm. Um, they hadn't been open about it and told right. them about it. So that, that fed also fed into to the split of steps. So on the last steps tour, the one that I went to, H had all boy dancers... Oh. So Lee had girl dancers because this bit where it was just the boys, um, there was no band. It was all to track, but fine, whatever. Uh, they all sounded great. They can all sing. They can all sing. All of them. Well, the girls are better than the boys. But H was unfortunate a few years ago because he has the same name as. Oh yeah. So Ian Watkins from Lost Profits. Yeah who got done for paedophilia. We won't go into that. No. But poor old H was getting abuse all over social media because his name is Ian Watkins and because some dickhead news outlet ran a picture of H. Yeah. With the headline, Ian Watkins imprisoned or or arrested Mm. or whatever. Poor H. And then that led to the whole, oh, well, because he's gay, he's a paedophile and all that shit. Yeah. Fuck's sake. We're a special so, nation. Yeah. Parts of our nation are special. <laughs> special nation. But yeah, I love this. I love talking about these bands because we just don't ever get the opportunity to talk about them because they're not boy bands. So thank you for bringing this into my life. Okay, so well, let's do some scoring and we'll be back right after this. Right then, so how do they score? Hi, I'm guessing. Well, Amy, you're going to be shocked here. So 3SL do... They get some UK chart points. They had two singles, both top 40. Um, They style... They they were just boys in Mm. denim. Didn't really play instruments. We credited Andy for writing a song called Unforgettable about the wife that he was going to divorce. The wife he hated. Yeah. (laughs) And a, a handful of points for post-boy band career because they weren't hugely successful. We're not talking Hollywood success. Mm. But Andy has... He's still a recognisable name. Yeah. He's still out there working yeah. in some capacity. So where do they fall on the ultimate boy band chart? Oh, this I've got to answer this question. Okay. Where do they <laughs> fall? You ask. No. Um, they're just outside the top 20, so they come... Above Take Five and Avenue X, mm. who sorry, Take Five and Avenue, who are an X Factor band, and just below Upside Down and Laminate. <laughs> so our top ten this week doesn't change. Thank you for saying Laminate just after I took a big <laughs> mouthful of tea. <laughs> My bad. 
So they're an average boy band. They had a couple of years of success. They're not going to stay in our top 25 at the minute. They're not going to stay there very long. No. I'd imagine we're going to do even the tiny boy bands we're going to do are going to come above them. But a really interesting story. I really enjoyed putting it together. Mm. And I, it did take me a day and a half to do. Because yeah. every time I found one thing, I'd then find another one. And also putting it all in time. Because I was like, it's the easiest way to do this just chronologically. Yeah. And it was. It yeah. made more sense to do it Well, it, it started that way. in 1911. So I'm not surprised <laughs> it took you a day and a half to put it together. It's 107 years of boy band then. <laughs> I so, really enjoyed it because... We got to talk about things we wouldn't normally talk about. Yeah. Even S Club 7 made an appearance, which is obviously who Lance and Donnie want to base their potential band yeah. on. We could offer them so much advice on how to do a boy-girl group Look, reality TV show. We all know they're going to be looking for judges. Right. I'm just saying, who could be better prepared? Us. I mean, we, we could like do producer talk, like I did for him on Rock This Boat. Yeah. Behind the scenes... Pulling the shit together and making the dream work. I want to be in a chair with a buzzer. Okay. I mean, <laughs> can arrange that for you right now. Okay, I remember good. when I wanted us to get us a ding, ding, ding bell. Why did I want us to get us a, a ding, ding, ding bell to do something? On the I podcast? don't remember. Okay. Right then. Well, thanks. Thanks, thanks Zoe. Next your boy band? Next week is my boy band. We're doing One Direction. Excellent. I'm glad you've got the rest of the week off work to research that one. Fuck me. Um, so, yeah, thanks this week. Go to uh, Rob Sawyer at Toffee Web for the history of Chan Chun Lee and Jason Lee. Yes. That was finding that nugget was invaluable to me because that was the aspect of it I enjoyed. The little family tree bit. We know I'm obsessed with genealogy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Newcastle Chronicle, The Echo and Wales Online for reporting every piece of the minutiae of everything Scott Lee. Mm-hmm. Great. And just your general uh, digital spy, all yeah. those kind of websites that, that report this stuff. And obviously to MTV for well not done, only MTV. bringing us totally Scott Lee. I mean, MTV totally are bringing living us for such good content. Reunion, right? <laughs> yeah, I love this cable TV or Sky TV content. MTV are still bringing us quality content with Catfish, the TV show, and Are You The One, which is so are much... Oh my God, it's like Love Island, but fucking good i love it i'll tell you about that in a minute we also just as a final thing want to read out a wonderful review we had from the girls at the bygones podcast oh yes uh, somewhere on your other podcast 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 friends yes is uh lj at the bygones am i reading it out well i think it's on your phone oh okay <laughs> well, i don't mind i can read it out if you want to if you feel like you've up. spoken enough I in this episode about three hours Whilst also having the inability to breathe. Okay. Uh, there she is. Then I should read it. As the Ally McBeal enthusiast in, yeah, so in the, the group. Yeah, so the bygones. LJ does a podcast with her sister whose name escapes Eleanor. me. Eleanor. Eleanor. They do a podcast about Ally McBeal. Yeah. The, that TV series. One of my faves. Yeah. I mean, you know, we do a podcast about boy bands. We could easily do a podcast about TV shows because yeah. I'm fucking obsessed. I'm re-watching ER at the moment. Okay, so, so on, what did LJ have to say? She says, who needs true crime when we have boy band nostalgia? I'm so happy I found this podcast. Forget being obsessed with the whodunits of true crime podcasts. The shady and sometimes downright dark behind the scenes of our favourite boy bands is way more fascinating. Way more is in block caps. 
Plus, it's a big old nostalgia hit for those of us of a certain age. Zoe and Amy always do some fantastic research and have a great relationship that absolutely translates into your ears. It's like sitting down with two pals and having a gossip about each boy band in turn, aka most of my teenage years. <laughs> I love that they are still so enthusiastic a few decades later. Who says we ever need to grow up, Mum? If you love nostalgia and boy bands and even just the music industry, it's a must listen. So thank you. Thank you, LJ. We love it. We love yeah, doing it. You can it. find LJ's podcast in all the same places you listen to us. It's called Bygones. Yep. Uh, it's a cracking little listen. It's one yep. of those ones you don't have to concentrate hard on. It's really so, good fun. Yeah. Really good fun. Um, but thank you. So oh, you can also it. leave us a review. If you want to leave us a review on however you listen to us, we always appreciate it. Hit that little five star button as well. Um, rate, review and subscribe is what I've been told to say. So subscribing to us means that you don't have to go looking for us every week it doesn't it's a free subscription it doesn't cost you any money to subscribe it just means you get us straight away every week and follow us on social media we're i'm with the boy band on instagram the boy band pod on twitter and zoe still does something on facebook it's uh, <laughs> it's just search for i'm with the boy band you're looking for the group that you have to join not the page Uh, it's our niche little community we have Amy will occasionally pop in and ask a (laughs) random question and then fuck off and not read the answers hooray well we'll see you next week yeah bye our theme music is Dance With You as everyone knows by Chris Russell visit songsaboutgirl.com